Welcome to the Expand with Nicole podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hope, a health and breathwork coach who is passionate about all things wellness. My goal is to break down big information into little bites, providing you with facts and actionable steps that you can incorporate into your life right away. If you're ready to learn along with me, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Expand with Nicole podcast. Today's topic is ADHD, also previously known as ADD, which we know so many people live with every day. And I'm here with my friend, Chris Nyland, who's going to discuss living with ADHD. And he's going to give us some tips about how he went from a distracted student to the president of his company. And just to give some context, ADHD is one of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders of childhood and most oftenly first diagnosed in childhood, but often lasts into adulthood. And children with ADHD may have trouble paying attention, controlling impulsive behaviors, or be overly active. I'm a teacher, so you know I know a lot of kids who have ADHD. But I would love to hear your perspective, Chris. So welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and explain what it was like for you being undiagnosed, like we're 80s kids, right? So this is like way before this was mainstream. Um, And then kind of like how ADHD presented itself for you. Yeah. What's up, Nicole? I'm so excited to be on here. Yay. This is cool. And it's good to see you. Um, You too. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, we're 80s kids and um, I grew up kind of in a normal, you know, happy family. Uh, very early on, I was it was pretty clear that I was kind of a free spirited, kind of spacey kid. Um, always struggled in school. Um, you know, my parents were patient, but, you know, they started to kind of get concerned as I got into closer to like middle school age. And um you know, uh, this is obviously before ADHD and ADD, as it was known back then, was, you know, there was a lot of knowledge and, and research about it. So, um, you know, it was it was kind of a, a frustrating um, experience for me, um, kind of, uh, you know, there's some sadness that that, that kind of crept in because I, I started to wonder what was wrong with me. Um, and, you know, I, I give credit to my, to my parents for, um, you know, as, as ADD started to become come closer to the forefront and, you know, books started to be published on it. Um, Dr. Hollowell, who's actually one of my doctors that I talk to now, small world. Um, he wrote a book called driven to distraction that my mom, uh, read and, and that kind of put, put, uh, ADD on the map for her. Um, and, um, started to go see child psychologists and things like that, that, uh, kind of led me to the diagnosis of ADD. But, um, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of a tough period, even once I was diagnosed, that was a kind of a tough, frustrating path for me academically throughout throughout my life. But um, it, uh, you know, for the most part, I was a pretty happy kid because I, I kind of, uh, you know, floated around and uh, kind of, you know, just put it put it past me as much as I could. But you know, academically, um, it started to affect my, you know, my my confidence in myself, and um, uh, it's a, been a long long ride and a and a crazy ride to get to where I am now. But, um, yeah, I think it's, a, it's an interesting, right. There's, there's not a ton of people that, um, were, were diagnosed and have that long of a journey and a story to tell that, like, I remember before I was diagnosed. Right. But I've been diagnosed since the beginning of ADD being a thing. So I was going to ask you, what year were you diagnosed? Uh, I was diagnosed in 1994 when I was in eighth grade. Uh, but I started seeing a child psychologist, um, I believe about a year before that, um, you know, the classic sit on a leather couch, you know, look at ink blotters and things like that. So it took a while for them to come out with the diagnosis, but then once I did, um, the medicine started right in the, and the, the, the 504 plan started getting put into place. Um, but it's, I'm an OG of ADD for sure. It's, yeah, it's like, and also when it there was a stigma around it, which is interesting because now kids are like, I can't do that. I have ADD. Like they just like shout it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so many kids are diagnosed with it. So I don't know if it's that's why it's become there is like less of a stigma or 
people use it as an excuse. I don't know, you know, but it's just funny how times have changed. Yeah, it, what do it, you for think? sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's like it's not like you, when you get COVID or something, or then you come down with ADHD. Like I was born with it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's you know, it's super hereditary. Um, it's more hereditary than eye color is. Interesting. Um, yeah, I did read that that fun fact uh, recently about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of frustrating sometimes when I hear people say like use that as like a oh it's, uh, my ADHD is so bad today, and you're mm-hmm. like you don't you know like I they don't know right they don't know that that's offensive necessarily, but like for the people that have had it part of their life for so long, that's kind of frustrating because um, all it does is create stigmas, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that there's two main types, I guess, of how ADHD presents itself, which is one inattentive presentation, which is where it's hard to organize yourself, finish a task, pay attention to details, follow instructions, or like, I guess it comes along with being easily distracted. Um, And then there's hyperactive, impulsive, which is fidgeting, talking a lot, hard to sit still, like little kids are like super like running, jumping, climbing, um, being restless and impulsive, taking things from people like this is uh, little kids, right? Like, so mm-hmm. interrupting, taking things. And then you can have a combined, which is really great if you have both that it's like the wh- big whammy. So what would you say or do you know or what would best describe your symptoms And as a kid? And has it changed or does it kind of stay with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in the, I don't really have the hyperactive part of ADHD. I mean, ADD came out and the H wasn't even in it at the beginning, right? I feel like that's right, kind of yeah. evolved over time. Correct. For me, it's just hardcore inattention. Like I, um, it, it's exhausting. Like it's exhausting for myself. It's exhausting for my family. Um, it's exhausting for my coworkers. Like I, um, I, I've always struggled with, yeah, staying on task, um, staying focused, staying organized. Like that's, that's been a thing from when I remember like in school, when we used to have like your own desk, right. And you had like your books in there. I don't know if they still do that or not, but like, I would have, no. you know, I would have, we papers. barely have books anymore. We like, <laughs> they have a computer and that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. Man, we really are old. Uh, but like, yeah, my desk in school would just like the, the papers were overflowing out of it. And um, so that that's always that's always been a thing. Uh, and then a little bit on the impulsive side, too, like, um, you know, nothing crazy, but like um, this is a common trait of people with ADHD. Like you can go on like spending sprees and like, you know, uh, you like the rush. It's all about the dopamine chase, right? Like you're. Um, sometimes we'll be, you know, uh, oh, I need to buy that. I need to buy this, right? I need to get this new pair of sneakers when you don't really need to, but you like the rush of that. Like, I definitely feel like that's part of my life, my life a little bit too. Uh, but then there's also people like there's, there's uh, people with ADHD are a lot more likely to have like drinking problems and drug problems and things like that because of that. I, don't, I luckily don't have that, that part of ADHD too much. Really for me, the, the majority of the struggle that's always impacted me is, is just the, uh, you know, staying focused, but yeah. On the other side, which is also a common ADHD trait is when you're, in, when you're really into something, you're locked in and like, you're like, you're not going to be told no on it. Um, but it has to be something that you're super passionate about. Again, going back to the dopamine thing. Um, when I, when I get interested in something in work, when I get interested in, uh, you know, landscaping out in my yard, right? Like I was just doing that the other day making a flower bed next door, new mailbox. And I was aware of it. I'm like, geez, I've been doing this for an hour and a half and I have not stopped. It's because I'm passionate about it. And I like to make my yard look good. So it does go both ways a little bit. Um, also like a couple of years ago, I rode for charity for, uh, uh, a board that I'm on operation hat trick. When I joined the board to celebrate that, I joined the board. I'm like, I'm going to ride my bike from Boston to Philadelphia to raise money and raise awareness for OHT. And like, I never, lacked i never lost focus on that like that was like i'm doing this nobody's gonna stop me and i raised almost thirty thousand dollars and rode my bike by myself for from boston to philly i mean so, which is amazing first of all so oh, thanks. Like, I'm, 
I mean, yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I could never do that. I can't even imagine myself planning for that. But um, do you think that your ADHD, like, do you think you would have done that if you did not have ADHD? Like, would you have the, the drive? No. Um, because I, I don't think I, first of all, I am proud that I have ADHD because um, a lot of, you know, they talk a lot about uh, people that have ADHD have, have superpowers, right? Like there's things that like you're really bad at. They're not bad at, that's a bad way of putting it, but like challenges, yeah, challenges, not your strong suit. Uh, But then there's things that like are your superpowers that you really are good at. And um, I think over time, as you hack your way through life and you start to understand more about yourself, uh, and what your strengths are, you play up on those because you kind of need to in order to survive in the world. And for me, I've always been a people person and I've always, um, I've always fed off of like people's, uh, when they're proud of me or when they're rooting for me or encouraging me, like it's such an important thing. I talk about this a lot, just the simple power of somebody believing in you when you have ADHD, um, is so important. Like there were people that were in my life that, that, that did believe in me that helped me get to where I am. But like, like going back to the ride, I fed off the fact that like people were like, wow, this is really cool. I can't believe you're doing this. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to put up money. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to pledge money for this ride. And then I felt this sense of like pride that, um, people were watching me and they were like, they thought it was kind of cool. Um, so no, I, I don't, I honestly don't think I would, um, I would have done it if I didn't have ADHD because it was like the ultimate dopamine chase. Like I wanted to, I wanted to have that feeling of crossing the finish line in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, like physically and mentally, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just knowing, like, te- you know, um, kind of testing myself. Like, can I do this? Well, of course you can. Uh-huh. People can. You can do a lot of things you don't think you can do, right? Um, physically, mentally, so. I mean, I think it's really cool that you put the positive spin on it because I don't hear that often, like that, you know, you have superpowers with ADHD. I don't actually know if I've ever heard that. And I'm in a school with a ton of kids. It would be nice if people were talking about it like that, honestly. So I appreciate that part of it. Um, And you were talking about like, obviously the social interaction and liking the, the community supporting you and whatever, but how else does has ADHD affected or impacted your relationships and your social interactions? Um, and are there challenges? How do you navigate that? Yeah. So if you break that down into a couple different categories, like starting with my family, you know, back when I was a kid and living in my parents' house and stuff like that, like I would drive them nuts because, you know, I would go to school and forget to bring my backpack right like simple things mm-hmm. that you're like you're going to school you need your backpack why'd you forget it and um if anyone that's in my life i feel like as, as much as i hopefully bring like joy to them and they like to be around me i'm also probably very frustrating to, to be around um and you know i think it wasn't until recent times where i when i started to understand really take the time to, to understand how my brain works um that I've been able to explain to the people in my life why I am the way I am. It's, I think it's helped them to understand me a little bit more, but I think, um, again, it just takes, I think it takes a lot of patience again for my parents growing up. And then, you know, I also think, uh, I think I did a pretty good job with my wife, Abby, like when I first met her to like, she always talks about how, like when we first started dating and, I, I was aware of the fact that like, I'm a sloppy person. Like if you saw our bedroom right now, there's like, there's like clean laundry. That's like a mountain that's been there for like two years, probably that has never been put away. I just don't do it. So when I first and started, she's dating, not doing it for you is what you're saying. No, 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 she won't do it. She, she told me one time, she's like, you know, this is a test. Go Abby. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, when I first started dating her, you know, it was, um, uh, I was aware of it. So I made, I went out of my way to make sure that like my apartment was super clean and like, you know, the, the toilet was scrubbed and everything. And she, she told me when, she, when she first met me, she's like, wow, I thought you were like extra, like more clean than any guy I've ever, you know, met before. 
Uh, and then as soon as like, you know, I know I, I knew I kind of wooed her, then I let my guard down and then she's like, wait a minute, this is false advertising. Like <laughs> you are a total slob. Luckily, like you're nice and I like you or whatever, but, uh, um, you know, she didn't sign up for this. I guess is my main point, you know, and, and luckily she's, uh, she's a, a, a teacher herself and, um, she's taken it upon herself you know, especially honestly during COVID, like since COVID when, you know, I had nothing better to do, but to kind of like say, you know, I'm not trying to figure out what the heck, instead of just saying I have ADHD, like let's learn exactly why, you know, how it impacts my life. She did that too. Um, and she started doing, listening to blogs, you know, about like being a spouse of someone that has ADHD. And she started to really like, you know, learn, learn ways to kind of, um, help me along the way. Um, and then quick side note, you know, again, super hereditary, my younger son, he just was diagnosed with ADHD a couple weeks ago and we just got him on a 504 plan. And so I feel like that's prepped her now to, to help, to help him as well. Um, little things like, you know, she put a huge clock in, in our kitchen so that my son can see that like, you know, time management, right? This is what, this is when the big hand gets on the 12, like we got to go to school, right? So getting yourself ready, getting yourself prepared, your backpack, uh, right. It helps me too. Um, so that, uh, that, that's been huge. Um, and then coworkers, uh, I frustrate them. I know I do, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, one of the, my superpowers being a people person is I'm a good, I'm a really good salesperson. I like to think I am. So I think I offset, you know, maybe some of the frustrating parts of, you know, trying to staying focused on like a brainstorming or, um, you know, group session where we're trying to solve a problem in our, in our office. I feel like I offset that by, you know, doing a good job, bringing in new clients at our agency too. And then on the friend side, I would say, um, I'm a talker. <laughs> so, um, when I'm in social settings, I love, I'm a, I love to be in social, social settings and, 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 you know, chit chat and tell stories. And uh, I'm aware of this, but I, I feel like I dominate conversations a lot because I like to just, I like that urge of the dopamine chase of being, being like, you know, the storyteller and making people laugh and things like that. And I, I feel like over time I've, I've gotten cues where it's like, there's this guy ever going to shut up. Right. <laughs> so I feel like, Patience is needed with my friends too, a little bit because, um, because I run a mile a minute, but, um, luckily I, I surround myself with good, with people that are loving and understanding and everyone has flaws, right? There's worse flaws in some of the characteristics of ADHD. Luckily they're, they're cool about it. Um, I was going to say, I mean, I obviously know, have known you for a long time and I think yeah. your good qualities definitely outweigh <laughs> any of what you are perceiving as negatives. I don't even think I even ever picked up on like, I would have never said, and I don't know, maybe it's like the time and just being unaware yeah. we were in our twenties, like just, yeah. you know, with little care, but yeah. um, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, Oh, something's go. So Chris is maybe ADHD. Like I, you know, um, yeah, yeah. so I think your, I think your positive qualities definitely outweigh the ADHD possible annoyances that you're talking about. I don't think that a yeah. lot of people well, I appreciate are. That. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I did um, a good job hiding it, I guess. Maybe, but like you said, <laughs> like you're likable. So I think it's just like, you know, I don't know. I think people focus more on the positives than what is challenging for you. Um, oh, that's when you know you're around, you have good people in your, in yeah. your community and in your, in your corner, right? Like, you know, that's, I go back to like having people that are your number one fans. Like that's, that's so important. You need to have those people in your life, you know, because my brain, people with ADHD, like our brains are, there's a mess, right? Like I have to, I have to work. I have to run my engine twice as fast as somebody that like doesn't have ADHD just to get to the same place right mm -hmm. it's exhaust every day is exhausting um and uh and so it's it's important to have people that are there to be like it's it's all good right and they and they they kind of look past your flaws and and focus on your on your positives right 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. we all want to surround ourselves with good people, right? Who understand us and are not judging us. Yeah. We all have flaws, no matter yeah. what the exactly. diagnosis or non-diagnosis is. We all have. Yeah, them. totally. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so what are some of the strategies or techniques that you have found that help you stay focused or just on task throughout the day? I mean, obviously, I mentioned it earlier that you are president of a company. So like you're doing something right. Um, and I'm also interested to hear about like that you went into a more exploratory role during COVID. So like, what did you find out? What have you, what have you found that works for you to stay focused? Cause I'm sure people who are struggling with it, who haven't been like as, you know, interested in finding more out about themselves, maybe haven't found these these answers, um, techniques, strategies. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could help somebody else with what you've learned. That's what, that's what my hope is, even if it's one person. Right. But, um, I think the most important thing is, um, to be comfortable to talk about it. Right. Like I think, you know, whether that's to your spouse, especially as a guy, right. There's like kind of this, this obvious like macho sort of complex where like you can't talk, guys can't talk about their feelings and things like that. I'm not, I've never really been like that. Um, I'm an overshare, but I think when specifically about, you know, mental health and neurodiversity and all that kind of stuff, I think it's, it's, um, it's really healthy to, to talk to people about it, whether that's again, like your friends, your family, but then for me during COVID, I started to, to talk to a therapist um, and one of the things um, and, and a couple ADHD coaches, Lindsay Bennett being one of them um, that have really helped me kind of crack, crack the code a little bit. But um, talking to a therapist really helped me. Uh, I, I started to feel like in COVID, like a lot of people um, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was like overcome with anxiety Um and so I immediately, the first step was like, I'm going to go on anxiety medicine. And I, so I went on it, I went on it and, um, and I started to realize actually it hit me on my bike ride from Boston to Philly as I dropped my water, um, spills everywhere. Um, when I crossed the finish line, I always imagined it to be this like super emotional thing. Like what a huge accomplishment. And I felt nothing. I felt, Oh no my gosh. Joy. I remember you saying that and. I was like, how, like, how did you not just like let go yeah. after that point? I thought I honestly, I was like, I wanted to like cry my eyes out or something. Right. Cause I worked so hard for that and I felt nothing. And I was like, why am I feeling nothing? Well, one of the symptoms of like anxiety medicine is it doesn't bring you to, it doesn't bring you high. It doesn't bring you low. You're just flat. And I like missed that feeling of feeling like a, a frog in your throat or like emotion, just emotion. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that the therapist really helped me identify is that, um, you know, I was like being hard on my kids and, you know, yelling a lot and things like that. And what, what we identified was that when I was seeing those things in my, in my kids, the reason why I was feeling anxiety is because I was actually, um, seeing things, seeing my own unresolved issues and challenges from ADHD that that I have in myself and I was seeing my kids and I was taking it out on my kids and I didn't like that either. So I came off of the anxiety medicine and then I decided to to tackle and actually address my ADHD issues instead. And that was like a big time game changer for me. Um, And so um, again, the theme of talking, right? Like being open with people and that's not for everybody, right? Not, not everyone's an open book, but find that, find that, that trusted person. It's a therapist, it's a family member, it's a friend, because I think that's therapy in itself, just being open and like letting things out and talking like that's such a powerful thing. Um, and then I think uh, other sort of coping strategies that helped me, I guess, mainly in, in, in a work setting is um, just setting mini goals. Right. And, um, giving, making sure you're, it's okay. You're okay with like taking breaks. Um, you know, I, I, I try to put in like a solid all in half hour at a time. And then I give myself 10 minutes off. Um, I think that's a really important thing to do because it's again, having a brain like we have, it's, it's exhausting. 
and it's hard to stay focused. So I've trained myself over time to go from like 10 minutes to 20 minutes to half hour. And hopefully I can go longer than that soon. Um, but you know, I think there's just this like mentality out there, especially in the professional world where like, Oh, you're slacking. Like, right. What are you doing? Like you're, 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 you're chit-chatting with your coworkers. You're not getting anything done. Like I have to do that. But when I'm in, I got to be all in. And that helps me get through my day. Um, I was going to ask you during those breaks that you're taking, what are you doing? Are you just not doing anything work, work related? Yeah. But you're uh, not like meditating. You're not like you might like, do you do, do you X, do you walk? Are you just like socializing and just kind of like whatever comes to mind that makes you uh, feel good? Well, we're, we're remote. We've been remote since, since COVID. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't have the opportunity to go like chit chat with my coworker at the water cooler. Right. Um, So I'm home by myself. So I usually go out and just walk around the block. Um, you know, catch up with a friend on the phone for a couple minutes. Um, go on ESPN.com and just check out sports for a couple minutes. Just totally depart from work. Mm-hmm. Nothing work related, and I make a point to do that. Um, and then at the end of those ten minutes, I'm back in, and I, and I'm dialed in. Is it a hundred percent? Like a am I am I on that? You know, tried and true every single day of the week. No, but I try to stick to that as much as possible. Just like you would if you were to go and work out, right? Like handle it the same way. Um, it's very unrealistic to expect somebody with ADHD to be, you know, fully focused for like an eight hour day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like over, there's been a lot of like advancements, you know, as awareness of ADHD has come, come about more and more. Um, I think in, a, in profession companies and things like that, people are, are more accommodating than they used to. They're used to, you know, when I first started working in my career, it was like, there was like a pride of like, we're, you know, you got to sit in this cube and you're going to work 10 hours and you can't get up. Right. Like, um, there are people are, seem to be a lot more accommodating to people with neurodiversity challenges and ADHD and things like that than they, than they used to be. Um, Luckily, I work from home and I can get up and do what I want. I feel like that's a there's pros and cons to working from home if you have ADHD, but I, I try to play up to those, you know, to those kind of perks as much as possible. Just being able to walk outside the door and go do my thing, you know. Do you actually like write down a schedule for your day, or are you kind of just winging it? Like, do you feel <laughs> like <laughs> winging? Uh, yeah, I I wing. I wing. I mean, I I, I keep a pretty like busy calendar just being in sales like i have sales calls a lot and things like that so that keeps me structured um it's hard for me to like you know i i I think for my entire career i've once a month i'm like i gotta i gotta get back into my notebook right and start keeping notes of like you know what i'm gonna do every day and the goals and things i need to get done and like it's hard for me to stick to something and make it like last um it's a it's as I tell people, it's like beautiful chaos. Like somehow mm-hmm. it works and I get things done, but it's like such a like wacky, like if it was a GPS map and you got to get from point A to point B, I'm like zigzagging all over the place. I always get right. to be, I always get to be, but it's not pretty and it's not, I'm using a lot of gas to get to get to that, that, that point B. Um, I just have learned over time to just do, do my thing. And I wish, I wish I didn't have to be like that, but you kind of, yeah, deal, play the card you've been dealt. So. Are there other things in your daily routine besides taking breaks that you do like, um, regularly that help? Uh, fitness. Yeah. And I, I will look you in the eye and tell you that I go through waves of that too. Uh, we but all when do. I do, yeah, we all do. We're, we're human beings. Um, when I do work out in the morning, I'm, it's amazing how much more focused I am. So I feel like I just get that. Again, I'm not like hyperactive, right? But to get that, that energy out um, allows me to be, I think, naturally a little bit more focused in. Um, but again, there's like a, there's like a uh, flip side of, of having ADHD is like, it's hard to stay focused. So to get into a regular fitness regimen 
I go through like, I'm all in for three weeks and then I get busy with work and then I lose focus and then I'm out again. Right. So there's like, it's like a catch 22. I go back and forth, but I'm well aware of how, how much more um, focused and like productive I am when I, when I do work out, I try to, you know, I wear a Fitbit and things like that. I try to try to get my steps in every day and at the very least. But um, when I'm like, in, like I have a Peloton in the basement when I get a, like a hardcore Peloton workout in the morning and I'm sweating my face off, it's it's going to be a good day. I just need to learn how to like continue to do that every day and, and make it really like a part of my part of my, I mean, my habits. But that yeah, that's everybody. Like I everybody. feel the same way when I wake up in the morning and work out. I'm like I can't work out at night, so I get up at like five and work out because I have to go to work, take care of my kids, whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. And my day is so much better, but it's hard to do it. I mean, that's I think that's just. We're, you know, also like in the thick of it, we have little kids and we mm-hmm. have a lot to worry about besides just ourselves. So that's part we of do. it too. Yeah, we do. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. you mentioned the Fitbit and do you use that? I mean, obviously you wear that every day, I'm assuming. Are there other like digital mm-hmm. tools that you use or is that pretty much it that's helpful for you? Um, I have some apps on my phone. I have some apps on my laptop that uh, also encourage productivity and like, you know, zoning in and zoning out. Um, there's an app called Ooh, Center that I it? use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, we've done some work at my agency, the campus agency. Uh, we help brands market to college students. Uh, Centered is a um, is a is an app that um, basically it's like an accountability coach. So you, there's a couple ways you can use it. One, you can actually like go into like virtual, like a shared office space. So not really called that, but that's kind of the, the vibe of it, right? Where you, you come in and there's people's video on a panel. They can see you, you can see them. And it's like that psychological thing of like, oh, geez, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I want to make sure that like people don't think I'm a slacker, even though they're total strangers, right? There's that, there's the, the psychology of that and it works. Um, and then there's also, it integrates with your calendar and it'll tell you, um, Hey, for these next, for this next half hour, like this should be some of your focus time because you don't have a meeting now and your next meeting is at noon. So like, let's lock in. And then the funny part of it, which is probably the most effective, like if you're in a, if you're in like a, a zoned in period, it plays like really nice music. You, there's like a couple of different types of like playlists you can use. And if, if you go and you uh, go check your inbox or if you go on another tab and you're going to like ESPN.com, it will be like in a very nice way, like a nice British voice. It'll be like, do you really need to do that? And you're like, <laughs> no, I guess I don't. Right. Sometimes I just I disregard it and I still go. Right. But it's like a good reminder. Um, and it so makes that, you that's think twice before you, makes you think twice. distract yeah, usually, yourself. Yes. I always talk about when. If you have ADHD, it's like you have like the devil on one shoulder and the, and the angel on the other, and they're constantly talking to you. Not like, not really, but like, yeah, they're saying like, you shouldn't do that. And like, when you have ADHD, at least for me, like in those, in the years where I really didn't understand, get like, get an understanding of how my brain worked, the muscle, like the devil's muscle was so much stronger than the angel's muscle. Like I wasn't, I didn't even hear the angel to be like, mm-hmm. Don't go to ESPN.com. You're doing a presentation right now. You're writing a deck. Like, don't do that. You have to build up that muscle to be like, no, like, you know, we're zoned in for a half hour. Like, you can you can check ESPN. Just get that get down done with that half hour. Um, so I'm still building that muscle up, but I feel like having that awareness is, has definitely helped for sure. Um, and then you you mentioned too, like uh, meditation. Yeah, I was going to ask you about like mindfulness or meditation. Like, have you practiced either of those? Yeah, maybe you can help me with that. But I can. uh, Nice. Let's have a sesh. Sure. Um, The again, it's kind of a catch twenty two because, like, I know that that's probably would benefit me a lot with the brain I have, but then it's really hard to stay focused. So uh, it's kind of kind of cute. But my older son Carter, he's almost ten. He every other night at bedtime we go onto the peloton app and we do like a five minute meditation so i'm like trying to like coach my brain into being like come on for five minutes just like listen to this but this person's telling you to imagine right 
Um, I've tried to do it longer. You know, I've tried to do, do like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but I'm like two seconds after I'm like, what am I going to have for lunch today? Huh? Okay. Yeah. You know, thinking of fun stuff. And then same with reading. I don't read. I haven't read a book from cover to cover for 20 years, probably. Like I just, I've given up on it. So I listen to podcasts and things like that. When I read a book, um, I'm reading the words, but I'm, I'm somewhere else. So I, I'd love to, that's one area of like um, growth that I, I, I can see for myself. And again, maybe you can help me with this, but like, how do I, how do I stay focused, build that muscle up so I can stay calmer, um, stay more focused. I know there's a ton of benefits to that. I just can't to date. I just can't, I can't get there. Maybe, maybe keep, uh, I'll keep practicing with Carter and we'll, uh, we'll build ourselves up. But, um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, to get better at that. I mean, it is a skill just like anything else. It's just like anything you practice, um, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, like whatever you're doing, whatever modality it's, if you're not doing it every single day as part of your routine, you're just starting back at squares, square zero, like, Mm -hmm. and then trying again to get there. Like you really do have to practice it, which I feel like people don't like to think of it as a practice, but it is a practice, you know? So Mm -hmm. it is. What are, what are a couple apps or a couple like tools, meditation tools? Like, uh, I know there's like calm app and things like that, but any recommendations of like little snip snippet type, uh, tools that like are ADHD friendly. (laughs) I think the, my favorite app is insight timer, um, which is, free um there are like paid parts of it but i've never paid for it and you can type in exactly i you know i i like calm like i have no hate for any of those apps like they're all great but inside timer is like every day is different like some days i want a guided meditation some days i want something different like a breath work or whatever but you can basically type in exactly what you want and it'll give you a ton of options you can type in the exact time you want and it's um, it's just like really good. It has experts who are providing the meditations for you. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. it's free. So I would definitely try that. I like that one. Headspace is um, also really popular. Headspace. You know? Yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah. tried that. I get all those. But Instagram I still love sure. Inside Timer the best of all. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. I was going to ask you too, being a, being a teacher too, like, do you think that, uh, how do you think, um, like the, the kind of the landscape of like ADHD and the, and like the training and the awareness and the, the, that, that teachers get, like where, where are we at right now in the, in that, in the elementary space, I guess, specifically. Well, I'm not, I'm in high school, so I don't know about the elementary space, yeah. um, but you know, I don't, so I'm not trained, like I'm not a trained, um, like I don't, I'm not trained in any of that, like zero, like I've been trained 0%. um, I'm just like a regular ed English teacher. I've been trained 0% with dealing with kids with ADHD. I received their 504. I received their modifications and I implement them. And that's, that's it. Mm. So no, nothing. I mean, other teachers who are trained, you know, who come in as inclusion teachers who are trained in, you know, dealing with students with different challenges. I maybe have more training. Um, I honestly don't think so though. I'm going to guess. It could could be better. Oh, you think you could be better equipped. Yeah. 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 And, um, like I said, it's just kind of like, Oh, like it's blown off. Like, Oh, well the kids specific, like the kid says like, well, I have ADHD. I can't sit down. And then like, other people say, well, the kid has ADHD. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's very like, it's like kind of a blanket statement for all students who have ADHD um, as if they're all the same. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about it besides what I've learned from just experience and friends who have it, like adult friends who have it. And I know their challenges, but no, yes, it could a hundred percent be, we could be better informed and and provide them with skills like they need these skills to help them be successful you know and 
teachers definitely don't have, unless we're doing research on our own, you know, no, we're not like taught how to help them succeed in, in with dealing with their troubles. I feel like it's hard for me to hear that. I know like things have come a long way since like I was in, you know, eighth grade or high school when I was diagnosed. But I, it like hurts my heart when I, when I know that there's kids out there that like probably feel like their teachers don't understand them and it's nothing against the teacher necessarily, but it's about like the training and the resources that they're given. Um, and that's like one of the yeah. things that I want to, I, I feel like I is a bit of my calling. Eventually I'd love to go into schools and, and, and just work with kids again. I'm not trained or anything, but I'm like from the school hard knots. Like I've, I've been there. I want, I, I want to like uh, be, be a person that go in there and like give kids like, hugs and let them know that like they're going to be okay and that like yes their brains work different but like you know to kind of stay at it and it's going to be a, it's going to be a long road but like it would be nice if teachers were more set up to be to be able to um be more understanding i guess i mean i'm sure there's there's a lot of teachers out there that that are good at it too but um i feel like there's a long way to go still about um you know, driving the education and the, and the stigmas and things like that, that it's like, we're not lazy. We're not right. slackers. Um, we just, we roll different, you know? <laughs> you know what? And I wonder too, how much these students even understand their own limitations, challenges. And like you said, like framing it as you also have these amazing superhero qualities, like they do not they do not see themselves that way. You know, they don't think about mm. it. I don't think they understand their diagnosis at all. I really don't. I think most of them don't. I mean, I'm generalizing, but I think. I yeah, I think the, the, the culture, now. the culture from what I've heard too, the culture is more like here, you have ADHD, take this pill. Yes. And then like, you'll do better in school. But like, I think kids just need to have the hope. And just like me, like I taking the time to understand actually how my brain works. Like let's, let's have, let's have people, young people like learn that at an earlier age, because there's so many, there's so many negative effects that can come with that, like depression or again, like alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Um, I, I read some stats somewhere that like the average life expectancy of somebody with ADHD is like seven years less than somebody who doesn't because the, it puts a stress because on your of body. the stress. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, stress, um, as we know, can cause chronic illness. So that is, yeah, that's terrible. Think, yeah. Think of the long tail effects of that. Um, so not, not to like crap on people or crap on the uh, education system too much, but I feel like um, it, we can do better. Oh yeah, definitely. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of the reason why, um, I started the podcast was just because there's so much information that I want to learn, but also that I know other people don't have access, not don't have access to, but maybe wouldn't on their own go out and seek the information out. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm happy that we can like get some of this out. Like maybe we'll have to do a follow-up episode. There's so much to talk about, but yeah. um, what do you think? Like what's some advice you, since we're just on the, the topic of younger kids, like what's advice that you would give someone who's struggling with ADHD, like managing it or even to their loved ones who are trying to support them? So, yes. I mean, I think for starting with like parents, right. Um, educate yourself. Um, don't, don't, don't take it hard on yourself that you have a kid that has, that has signs of this or is diagnosed with this. Like don't, don't, uh, don't try to wish it away. It's not going anywhere. Um, and so, uh, be comfortable with, um, being, be comfortable with being comfortable with it. Right. And, um, give, give your, give your kid the best chance possible of like succeeding. So, I mean, there's so many, uh, which is really cool to see. There's so many, you know, ADHD, you know, trained coaches now that are specifically trained to work with kids build their confidence up like Lindsay Minette is a, is a, um, is a great, great example, a friend here in my town, Massachusetts. Um, 
they're mentors, I'll link her right? info too. I'll link yeah. her because yeah, I know she's Shout done out great Lindsay. things. She's yeah. Awesome. Hey Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, giving your, giving your, your kid those resources, um, to hear from, from, you know, experts in the space that can, again, be really good role models so that they can understand, um, that they, yes, they're different, but they have superpowers and they're going to do great things in the world. Um, so I, I honestly think that's the most important thing is to just have parents tap into those resources and, and, um, and pass those on to their kids. It's hard now being a parent with someone with ADHD, it's, it's hard to, to see your kids struggle or see signs of things that like the same characteristics you have, but what are you going to do? Like you got to make the most of it. Right. So, um, set your kid, your kid up for success. And then for, uh, for, 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 the, you know, a, a young person themselves, I think, um, again, it goes back to the theme of like surrounding yourself with positive people. Like it's, you need to have your own, your own team of like Ted Lasso's essentially, right. People that believe in you. Because again, going back to what I said earlier, like that's what helped me. It's just having, um, having people in your life that, are rooting for you and see the benefits, the quality, the positive qualities in you, um, and are in your corner. Um, I, I, that's just the most powerful tool you can have. Right. And so I think when you have that, when you feel that in your life, embrace it and run towards it. Um, and you know, over time that starts to snowball and you're going to put yourself in a good uh, situation to succeed, to succeed in the long run. So, um, it's not easy. It's not, it's hard. <laughs> Every day is hard, but it, you're going to be okay. And you're going to, you're going to do good things as long as you stay positive and, and, and put a good network of people around you. And I wonder too, like how many adults are undiagnosed still, you know, oh, yeah, that's, like, that, you yeah. know, that's a, that's another good point, uh, is, um, you know, I, I was on a, Lindsay Vanette's podcast, uh, I guess like a month ago or so. And just people in my town, friends in town that didn't know that about my, my story and things like that. Um, it was amazing how many people like emailed me and called me, um, people that I coach sports with and things like that. They were like, Hey, you know, I've always felt like I kind of maybe wouldn't had that, but like, Ah, it's it's too late in my life. Like it's too late in the game to, to really explore that. I'm like, absolutely not. It's not too late. Um, like it's never too late. Even if it was like a day before you died, you, you should still, you should still go and, and explore it and get help too. Um, yeah. I think there's just that stigma out there. That's like, why, why look into it? I'm just, I'm the klutzy forgetful guy. No, you, <laughs> you probably have ADHD and there's things you can do about it. You don't have to take medicine necessarily, but there's therapy and there's lots of resources like we outlined that can, that can help you out. So it's never too late. I think that's a good message. Um, and yeah. I guess before we wrap this up, is there anything that we didn't cover that you feel like is really important to put out there? Um, I want to make sure you have like, you know, the final word, Mr. Chatty. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Chatty. <laughs> <laughs> I always have the final word. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think, I think we covered a, a lot of things, you know, I think um, I would just encourage people to, to the simple act of, of um, being okay, talking. And it, just the, the, again, the simple act of like, saying things out, out loud to a therapist, to friends, to family, um, and not being embarrassed by it. I think it's just, it's very, very powerful tool that, that you can, you can use to kind of liberate yourself. It's a really good first step. Um, and to, and to, and to just let people know that like, if you're feeling this way and you feel signs of it, that like, you're not alone. There's so many people that we don't even know about you know, exactly. the percentage of people in the world that have neurodiversity challenges and ADHD that, um, there's a lot of support out there. So like go out and, and help yourself out and do yourself a favor. But, um, 
and thank you for what you do. I think this, this platform is awesome. You're like educating a lot of people on things that like they wouldn't necessarily, uh, have the time to like explore. And so the fact that you're, you're doing this, um, and like talking about so many cool different topics, kudos to you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Um, final thing. Do you have a, like an affirmation mantra, something that re- you repeat for yourself that is motivating that you could share? I mean, it uh, might be no, but <laughs> I always ask it. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I often repeat like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because I, I think a lot of times with ADHD, you, you just have so much self-doubt that it's important to remind yourself of like, no, you can do it and you will do it. Like, and a lot of that comes from my parents, like teaching me that, that self-belief. But um, I would say that's my, that's my mantra whenever I'm feeling down. Cool. That's a perfect one. Yeah. Super positive, just like you. Um, <laughs> I'm so grateful that you took time out from your family and your own time to come on here. But I know this message is important for you. So um, I feel like you're going to do, you're going to be in the schools doing great things at some point. Because like you said, once you have your mindset on it, you're going to do it. So exactly. we'll, we'll do a follow up when you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people are like dying to ask you a question, can they find you somewhere? Yeah. Um, you can go on my Twitter, which is Chris, Chris Nyland, uh, you know, my Instagram, which is EC Nyland three, number three, or you can email me, uh, EC Nyland three at gmail.com. Happy to, to answer any questions anyone might have. Cool. Thank you for being so open, um, for sharing your story. Like you said, it's especially being male, not a lot of, uh, males, not, I shouldn't say not a lot, but you know, we don't hear a lot of male stories um mm-hmm. but i'm, I'm down to be that guy time i know you're <laughs> it i'm yeah. gonna have you back when you're back in the schools and you're helping all the youth of america <laughs> i'll be we'll on. Do a follow you up all right cool I'll be on. thank you so so much and i Thanks, hope that Nicole. we were able to help like at least one person then it's worth it right absolutely amen Yeah, amen is right. Thanks for listening to the Expand with Nicole podcast. You can check out the show notes to find important info from today's episode. Please support the show by subscribing, sharing an episode that you loved, or leaving a review. And if you want to connect with me, just head over to Instagram at Expand with Nicole. I appreciate you all so much, and I can't wait to share more wellness and lifestyle info with you on the next episode.